Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sounds good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Jenny Vicello. How are you doing, Jenny? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome. I am in a little town called Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's about an hour south of D.C. Wonderful. Jenny Vicello is a money coach and former startup CFO who helps women solopreneurs and small business owners with their money mindsets and money management. She does this through her signature uh, coaching program, Wealth Begins Within. That helps them transform their relationships with money, surface a clear vision for their lives and businesses, and build financial plans that align with those visions. I think your mission to help the next generation of unstoppable women achieve financial freedom and uh, build wealth is just remarkable. I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Jenny. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So let's dive right in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah. So I help women mainly master their money mindsets and create vision-driven financial plans. So I blend the world of financial planning with the inner work of money so that they can build wealth and experience financial freedom inside and out. And I work with women who are where I once was, you know, they're making good money. They've hustled to earn a great salary, but they still feel like they don't have anything to show for it. You know, they have a, a deep sense of, of lack of fulfillment. Maybe they know what they should be doing with their finances, but they just can't quite figure out how to make everything work. And more money, uh, as they've accelerated in their career and they've earned more, it hasn't improved their financial situation. So they feel like um, the typical financial experts that are out there just don't get them and won't address the root issue. You know, they don't need, their solution is not necessarily more financial literacy, um, or for someone to tell them to put themselves on a budget, right? They know that the cure is deeper within um, and they know it's related to their relationship with money. A lot of my clients are also solopreneurs and small business owners as well. Um, that's because I have uh, the background of being a startup CFO for 16 years and I understand what it means to grow a business. And I've also seen firsthand how a money mindset can impact whether a business succeeds or fails. So a lot of my um, a lot of my clients are starting something. They've ventured out on their own, and they're they're trying to make their business successful because they're super passionate about what they do and they want to make an impact in the world. But then they realize that their own mindset, which is mainly um, rooted in scarcity, actually holds their business back and limits the ability to make the impact that they so desire to have. And you can only go for the root cause of things, and it starts within, as you just said. This is amazing. Exactly. Yes. And so uh, last time I checked, we're all humans, right? So <laughs> what are co common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? Yeah. So I think these are the mistakes most of us make when we slip up with our finances, right? We immediately look for an external solution. Mm -hmm. um, we, we look for a tool, a tip, a trick, uh, a new app we can download, a bank account we can open, whatever it is. 
to solve our problem and we don't address our relationship with money, which is what needs to be addressed first because there are, we live in a wonderful age where there are a plethora of tools to help us manage our own personal finances, right? But none of those tools are going to be successful if we're trying to use them from a place of believing that we're a failure with money or that we're unworthy of building wealth, et cetera. So this often, this chasing external solutions first often comes in the form of unsustainable cost cutting, super restrictive budgets, or the flip side of that, which is excessive saving for the future. So saving every nickel and dime. And there's nothing wrong with tactical solutions. I mean, as a former CFO, I understand finance really well, right? Like tactical solutions work and they're necessary, but they won't amount to much if we haven't addressed the underlying beliefs and the related habits that have led uh, to a dysfunctional relationship with money. And, you know, I often say that improving your finances is a lot like trying to lose weight. Yes, a strict calorie plan, you know, only eating a thousand calories a day is sort of the same as putting yourself on a strict budget. You know, both of those mechanisms are going to produce rapid change. They're going to produce quick results. But we all know that those are not sustainable. And we become miserable when we're trying to hold ourselves uh, to living that way. That's why I call my program Wealth Begins Within, because if you do the inner work of money first and work on your relationship with money, you'll be able to build and maintain the momentum to succeed when you take action externally towards your financial goals. Now, you have to deal with the consistency of, uh, of that first, uh, then, then the money issues, correct? Exactly. You're creating, um, you're creating the environment when you, when you work on your mindset and your relationship with money, you're create, it's like, think about it as, you know, I often say that every, every dollar is like a seed. It has the potential to turn into thousands of dollars. Right. And your mindset is like the fertile ground that you're going to plant that seed in. Now, if you're trying to plant seeds, that's great. But if you're planting seeds in concrete, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot harder. It's possible. I've seen things grow in concrete. It's possible to grow from that place, but it's going to be a lot harder and painful as a process. Well, it's a very romantic view. There's always this flower, you know, breaking through the concrete, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so before I ask Jenny, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Jenny, um, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help, uh, will help with that kind of issue? Yeah, well, I think that you have to start from the beginning, right? So, mm -hmm. like I just said, you can't go out and start taking external action and think that that's going to be the permanent solution. Awareness is always the first step. So mm -hmm. change must start there. Um, I, rec I recommend that uh, people reflect on what their core beliefs about money may be, and those, those may not be obvious. So a meaningful first step would be to take a deep dive into your current relationship with money, to thoroughly understand where you are today um, in order to plot a course to where you want to be, right? So if you're going on a trip, you don't just start planning the trip not thinking about where you're starting from, right? Um, and it's the same thing with money. If you have an objective, maybe it's to get out of debt or to build wealth or to buy a home or whatever it is that involves money, you need to understand where you're starting from today. And that's not just what's sitting in your bank account or what your credit card balance looks like. So 
think about what you heard and saw related to money when you were a child, because a Mm -hmm. lot of our subconscious beliefs about money were sort of solidified when we were very young, like five, six, seven years old. Think about what happened around money in your childhood. How did your parents talk about money? Um, Were your needs met or was money a constant um, thing that was scarce in your household, et cetera? Did you see people using money mindlessly and just spending haphazardly without a plan? Um, And then I would tap into your emotions. You know, when you get stressed about money or anxious about money, see if you can identify the thoughts and beliefs that are present in those moments. Think about a time when you were super stressed about money. What were you thinking? Uh, What were the beliefs that were bubbling up to the surface in those moments? And then finally, you can use prompts like, when I think about being debt-free, my mind goes to what? Or when I see a financially successful person, I think... I'll never be that. I'll never have that. I wasn't born into a wealthy family, et cetera. Uh, Using prompts like that can really help us bring those um, subconscious beliefs up to the surface. So that's the first action that anyone should take is try to understand where you are today. And once you've identified those core beliefs about money, the next step is to ask yourself, what do I know for sure? You know, often we spend a lifetime subconsciously seeking out evidence and building habits to back up faulty beliefs. But a powerful step you can take is to see them for what they really are, which is for the most part lies. And then the next step is to tie those falsehoods to your related money habits. So habits don't just come out of nowhere. What's always sitting behind a habit is a belief. And so once you've identified your false beliefs, try to tie them to the habits around money that you've adopted. And then tie those to the associated financial results that have come out of those habits, right? So that's that's an exercise of connecting the dots. My financial results are this. They're tied to these habits I have around money, which are being driven by these underlying beliefs. So when you can do that exercise, you can fully understand how your financial results came to be. And when you can connect those dots, um, your be- and you can then recognize that your beliefs are ultimately the root cause. And that's where you need to put your effort into change. Um, You understand that you're no longer a victim of your circumstances or your lack of financial know-how, that you're empowered because you understand where all of this originated from. It originated with my thoughts and my beliefs around money, um, not my external um, circumstances, which do play a role. I'm not, um, I'm not denying that, but, but, What's much more empowering is to know that there's a solution that you can take, that you can mm-hmm. own. There's the action you can take because you've identified what the root causes. And that's how you build true motivation and momentum to work towards whatever your financial goals are. Well, thank you for this mini class. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. And I can definitely feel your passion for the topic at hand. So, and uh, so I want to give you also the opportunity and platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that uh, will help with that, but also in a broader sense. Sure. So if you're listening to this right now and you are constantly stressed about money and avoidance has become your best tactic for dealing with it, it's time to take a pause, stop whatever external tips and tricks you're trying to chase down and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do the inner work. And what I mean by that is you're going to work to cure your relationship with money by cultivating a better money mindset. And I'm living proof that financial skills and know-how don't amount to much 
if you have a dysfunctional relationship with money. You know, I was a, I was a very successful CFO. I was winning awards for my work in finance. I was uh, growing businesses from nothing up to $50 million in revenue. Um, I had two business degrees, but I still struggled with my own finances due to my scarcity mindset. Mm. And like I said earlier, it wasn't until I became aware of it that I was empowered to actually make sustainable change. Most women I coach are very successful in most areas of their lives, except the financial part. And change is 100% possible, but it won't happen without you first acknowledging that you need to change and then taking action. So I would invite any listener right now to take action today. And I'd love to enroll you in my free 10-day money mindset reset challenge. So this is an email course where I'll guide you through the steps to rapidly reprogram your money beliefs in 10 days. And you can enroll now at my website address, which is blissandwealth.com backslash reset. Wonderful. Of course, we put everything in the show notes so people can get into the challenge. Uh, thank you for sharing, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Sure. Um, I would say uh, a question I get asked often is why do people get stuck in cycles when it comes to their finances? You know, this could be a debt cycle. You know, you, you rack up a lot of debt, you pay it off. And you, before you know it, you've racked up the debt again. Or you set a financial goal, you make a little progress, you abandon the goal. And then the next year you take the goal on again and you follow that same cycle, right? And people think it's because they're a failure or they're lazy. And that, um, you know, that ultimately they'll just never succeed, right? And they defeat themselves that way. But these starts and stops are actually due to two factors, so the first is that you have underlying beliefs working against you. Like I'll always be in debt or I'm not worthy of accomplishing this goal. So if you're thinking I'll always be in debt, you firmly believe that whether it's conscious or not, it doesn't matter how many times you take a goal to pay off your credit card. As soon as it's paid down, you're going to get right back in it because you need that evidence to prove that you'll always be in debt. Hmm. And sometimes these, these are so subconscious to us, we really aren't aware. But if you're stuck in a cycle, that's a good indicator that you've got a subconscious belief keeping that cycle running. And hmm. then the second reason is that the goals simply are meaningless to you. So maybe you want to get out of debt because that's what you've been told to do. Or perhaps you're trying to save for retirement because everybody needs to save for retirement, right? Hmm. But until you have an emotional connection to that goal and you're able to visualize your life once it's achieved you will struggle to build and sustain momentum to see it through. So that emotional connection is a requirement for every goal that you set. And if you're setting goals that you don't have an emotional connection to, stop, pause, connect with your why. Why is it that you want to accomplish this goal? How will it make you feel to see your credit card statement with a zero balance on it or to see your net worth become positive and continue to grow? If you struggle with answering the question of why and how you'll feel, then that's a pretty good indicator that that goal is not right for you in the current moment. So you should mm. just stop chasing it. And that doesn't mean that it won't be right for you in the future, that you shouldn't attempt that later on. But the point is that you need to redirect your focus in that moment to getting to the root of what you really, really want. And until you have an emotional connection to something, you're, you're going to stay stuck in that cycle of creating mm. goals, making minimal progress towards them, and then eventually abandoning them. 
Yeah, this 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 danger of these getting into these negative loops and they're always recurrent. You're gonna get exactly. out of them. And I always tell my clients also that you know you cannot think yourself through change. You have to if you want to change something, you have to be emotional. You have to be fluid to so to speak uh, and get through uh, the bottleneck. Exactly. <laughs> you can't think yourself through the bottleneck, so that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> never did. Yeah. All right. So this brings me already to my final question for today. So when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Yeah, this is this is a this is a great question, a hard question. Um, this is a this requires reflection. Um, let's see. Um, I guess I'd have to say the last time I experienced goosebumps with my family was uh, when we visited Yellowstone. So we are not outdoorsy people. <laughs> Um, my husband and I lived in New York City for 10 years. That is way more our style. Um, so visiting a park was definitely out of the norm for us. Um, but Yellowstone is something, now that I've been there, I believe everyone should see. And it's hard to explain. Um, but when you aren't used to spending a lot of time in nature and you come face to face with the wildlife there, the geysers, the waterfalls, even the smells, there's so many smells at Yellowstone, <laughs> good and bad. Um, it's it's simply a breathtaking experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, now that is to say, I'm still not interested in camping and kayaking, <laughs> but I'm so exceedingly blessed that my family got a chance to experience that park um, and uh, that my son, who's seven years old, will always have that memory of that special mm -hmm. um, experience in Yellowstone. Mm, what a beautiful memory. Thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment, uh, Jenny. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.